once in a while, we'll take out our dolls and we'll make them a table and we'll set up the table on top of our real table and we take out our play food and we find all the food that we had that was similar to the food that we were about to eat and we would make them a place setting with magnet tiles and we would prepare for them um, an appetizer, a dessert, a meal and we would serve it to them as we're eating um, on their little table. once again sitting at the red table. Today I um, had tea waiting for me, so I appreciate that. And uh, you were lovingly playing with the with the tea bags and, um, and making some art as we're sitting here uh, getting ready for the show. So that was that was nice. Uh, right right on the table with the with the tea bags. <laughs> we just started by discussing that. So um, how was your first day of school? Um. Oh, uh, by the way, with uh, tea bags, I really appreciate you bought me a whole case. It's like an art case, a wooden art case of different uh, tea flavors. Right. Because I noticed that children love to use the tea bag to paint with. As, uh, when I have tea, they take my tea bag and they uh, paint on the um, napkins or um, the, any paper that's around them. And... Uh, it's just nice that they realize that everything is an art supply, which I so richly <laughs> try to emphasize. Um, exactly. There's always a lot of color left in the bag after you use it. So that's, you know, it's a good yeah. way to... And with, really with such a it. box of colors, you know, you can right. get a whole... The whole uh, array of... The whole, <laughs> whole palette of tea. Yeah. <laughs> the first day, first day. You know... Um, I always uh, remember uh, John Michael, uh, my mentor and, and uh, uh, one Miami of the of Ohio. great professors from mm -hmm. the Miami of Ohio. Yes. Uh, how he greeted you on, when you came to his apartment, how he came not to the door, but he came right to the elevator of the apartment house mm -hmm. and, and greeted you with warm hugs and... and um, how important it is when children come into your art room that they feel at home and yeah. that uh, you're, you're greeted uh, uh, with, with um, a warm teacher who um, receives them. Um, this year I um, asked the students um, uh, through their uh, teachers to not only uh, do I want to meet them, but uh, if they would mind bringing their um, stuffed animals because I would like to meet them as well. Of course, it's only fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, not only teachers, but uh, students are also nervous on the first day of class. Oh, absolutely. I think we forget that sometimes for yeah. sure, that all of us are nervous to, to meet each other. Yes. 
there, there's something very comforting about bringing something like a stuffed animal where, you know, you have a already established relationship with it um, and bringing that to, to And school. we'll defend you at no extra right? charge. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, this idea that um, um, you, you care about them, is, that you want to see their stuffed animals, mm-hmm. and right away to say, hello, this class is about, not me, this class is about you. Yes. Um, so it's, it's, it sends a very um, precious signal to them. And of course, they introduce their names. They said hello, and I mm-hmm. shake hands with them. And, but I, who is this? <laughs> you know, and they uh, not only have a name, but usually attached a story and uh, where they uh, came from, where they got it, how they play with it. You know, it, it goes into an automatic art lesson. Yeah. And I think sometimes as they get older, too, they have favorite, uh, especially as they get older, favorite action figures, right? Favorite yes, other, yes, yes. Um, other types of, of dolls and things that right. they wouldn't necessarily call dolls, but favorite, <laughs> the names change, yes. but that same idea. So I think it's important to kind of invite all their, yes. um, whatever that may be, yes. to the Now, there are uninvited guests as well, (laughs) which um, very often I also like to say hello to. Mm -hmm. And those are the little figures and animals and um, um, that hang from backpacks. Yes. (laughs) So, and and it's very sneaky. It's a good place to to put them, yeah. Logistically, it's, it's easier to walk around with your stuffed animals on your backpack, i.e. figures, little figures, which, you know, they become smaller in size, but they're still as important to the older students, even college students have their backpacks decorated with these important figures to them. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's hard to, to realize sometimes that those, you know, those little things are very important. And um, as we get older and cooler, you know, and, you know, more middle school and high school kids, you know, we don't, um, oh, we don't have stuffed animals. Oh, we don't have, you know, we don't do that anymore. But they do on a different level. And I think that's important to also acknowledge that um, it might change to something else, but it's still there. That feeling is still there and it's there for all of us. I mean, we all kind of hold on to something like that. So um, I think for me now, it's more things that hold a lot of memories, right? A year's worth of memories, and those things become yes. very significant. So, um, as you become an adult. But isn't art uh, about what is art about? Uh, about the things we care about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, uh, unless you have the things that you care about with you, in sight, in mind, um then you're really depending on somebody else's, what they care about, mm-hmm. called the art lesson. Yes. <laughs> what the Board of Education, the teachers, the... Um, 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 you know, the standards. The, the, sta- the standards. <laughs> I, I did, At know, least favorite word, but I said it. It <laughs> doesn't roll off my tongue very well. The standards care about. Um, and that's that's so unrealistic in terms of being an artist. You know, I don't work according to the standards of some <laughs> state or, or planet. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the hardest part is to align, you know, your 
your lessons, your curriculum with what the kids care about versus what other people care about or versus what, you know, you think is important to teach them, but to actually understand them as artists and that they are coming with their own curriculum, their own agenda, um, and to kind of allow for for them and their ideas. Um, Can we assume then that kids have ideas? Or is that out right. of the question <laughs> that they have to be taught, they have to be shown, they have to be demonstrated, yes. everything? Yeah. Uh, can we also say that they perhaps have the best ideas in class? And so how, how do we support that is really the main question of our teaching. Yeah. How do we support the artist's ideas and recognize that there are 24 artists in a class and not just one? And then many little assistants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, a lot of times I hear from teachers when when I'm saying that, or future teachers when I'm saying that. Well, don't we have to, um, you know, teach them the fundamentals or how to do things or, um, you know, there's all of all of that. Well, what if they don't know the color wheel? You know, then that's my job to teach them. Yes. Um, you know, those those process based. Um, things. And I think there's some room for that, right? I mean, you don't want a pot exploding in the kiln, for example, or something that the kids made exploding. Um, so they do need to understand, you know, um, how to create a hole in it in order for it not to explode. I, you know, I'm all in favor of that. And there are some processes, definitely. Um, but I think all of that is kind of getting, teaching this to them to get them to a place where they can see their ideas through. And I think that's the important part of this, for me anyway, is that um, they want to make multiples of something, for example. Well, if they want to make multiples of something, then, you know, it, it's really good to teach them how to, you know, print. Um, and by teaching them how to, to ink something up properly, um, then they can make multiples of that. But it's something that they've created, an idea that they've made, um, that they now want to see go on to that next step. And so my job is to help them to facilitate how to go on to that next step. I think perhaps um, it's a question of priorities who's, or, or who's first. Okay. <laughs> In other words, if we follow the ideas and the inspirations of the children, mm-hmm. um, and then other things that they may need to learn that practical or maybe safety and so forth, we may add. Mm-hmm. But can a child start the art lesson? Can their finds and, and collections start an art lesson? Can their show and tell? Can their notes and their idea books that they prepared for class start a class? Yeah. And um, so... It's, it's, it's starting, who starts the art class, and that's a very important signal. Because the scariest thing that we all face is children telling you, even young children telling you, I don't have any ideas. I yeah. think the rest of the semester then is proving to them and showing them that they have many ideas uh, by noting it, by talking about it, by giving them the platform to um, share their ideas well, that's scary, too, because that to me means that somebody has shot their ideas down enough that they don't feel comfortable to tell you their ideas. Because I don't necessarily believe it's that they don't have an idea. It's that, um, you know, they're scared to say it for some reason. And, and that might be part of the, the problem, which, you know, worries me on a different level, I feel like. So it is our job to kind of keep reiterating. It's like, I, I'm okay to listen to your ideas. I'm here to listen and I'm not going to shoot you down. 
um, with whatever you're going to tell me. So, Can we also perhaps say that in the rush of school life, in the rush of getting things done and being on schedule and yes. on target, uh, perhaps nobody really has time to listen to the children's ideas, yeah. the students' ideas. And, uh, Sorry, I'll edit it out. It's okay. <laughs> so if, if they um, see that nobody is listening and nobody is interested, then the school game has another meaning, which means to recite your ideas, to recall what you have been given or told. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I remember many first days of school, and, and uh, I remember when you went to school the first day with your brother, Montessori mm -hmm. School, and we turned a circle around Montessori, and I love to tell the story how you had all this fun stuff with you from home. Mm -hmm. And as we drove around the circle, I had to divest you. <laughs> I had to convince you to leave everything in the car and go into class empty-handed, yes. basically. Maybe if you had the Wall Street Journal with you. But <laughs> um, no fun stuff in school. Yeah. Not allowed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if doesn't mean that the kids are still not thinking about it or get their ideas from those fun things. Mm -hmm. um, so our job... Or is what they're really, talking about, too. Yeah. It's, to it's, uh, our job, perhaps, is to uh, bring that fun in and allow them to bring things and promote them and even, even deputize them to um, have special bags saying important things inside. <laughs> Do not search, do not touch. <laughs> and uh, Because otherwise they do bring it anyway, but they hide it in their lunchboxes usually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is off limits. You can't touch my lunchbox. Yes. But uh, there are incredible things in the pockets and lunchboxes and secret places. Perhaps making them more legitimate and uh, uh, acceptable and important to bring your things to school. Yeah. Otherwise, the teacher will end up setting up the still lives for you. And the still life is representative of everything, really. If she sets up or he sets up the still lives for you, they'll also set up your lessons and what you're going to do that day. Mm -hmm. So um, It is interesting. How do you know what I'm interested in? How do you know what I like? You know, you're putting all this stuff in the for me to draw, but I have no connection to any of it or, you know, it means nothing to me. Um, and it's so different when I've set up still lives for kids where they've set it up, right? And they're the ones, it's their stuff. And, um, it, you know, they want to draw it because they want to capture um, what's there. And it's it's a very different um, conversation. I've also done it with middle school, by the way, where I asked them to empty their pockets uh, for a still life. And it's about 80% technology. So it's interesting when we're... What would they're drawing? But that's what's important to them. So I think, you know, the fact that they're allowed to take it out and put it, you know, and as part of the still life and that, 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 you know, I'm like, okay, this is, I get it. It's important to me too, my phone um, and whatever else you have in your pockets. And let's, um, you know, this is a 21st century still life. So let's, let's do this. <laughs> yes. Is it going to be uh, a drawing of uh, 
uh, dinosaurs, which a little boy was interested in class. Yeah. Or is it wine bottles? Yeah, I never understood that. <laughs> All these kids who love the wine bottles, it's a little scary. <laughs> well, I had a teacher who always came into class a little tipsy. <laughs> and, and his eyes were always the arrangement of his favorite things. Yes. <laughs> Being a non-drinker, um, and I didn't uh, particularly care for his taste in, in what I was supposed to devote my drawing uh, life to. Yeah. Drawing time too. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting what becomes um, what becomes important to us as teachers. You know, makes its way into the classroom, and you know, part of it is what we have at home. Okay, you know, just like the kids, what they have at home, um, but it has no significance to their life whatsoever. So. Yeah, in a sense, an art class is an extension of our home life or our life in general and um, dwelling and digging into that home life. Even from the beginning of class where we take attendance, um, I try to do it through pictures and um, I ask kids to draw their first bike, their favorite birthday cakes. Um, and recall things from their childhood, bring it into class and share it in class. Um, and that ultimately um, uh, is what we want to happen to every project where it really comes from the heart and soul and mind and in imagination of the creator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like nowadays um, for some of those bigger items, the students can actually show you things on their phone as well right like you know a new bike they got or you know something like that they're not necessarily going to bring it the bike in but the fact that they can um, share it with you on a different level I think is really interesting well I remember Ilona uh -uh. this is never <laughs> um, good when the stories turn to me <laughs> when I actually did bring your bike into class I believe you <laughs> uh, because you wanted a new bike and the reason being because it was not what the new bikes were coming, uh, your bike was not like the new bikes that were coming out with um, uh, Disney princesses and, and decorations and uh, um, all kinds of attachments flying off the wheel. Uh, so it wasn't cool. And um, yes. I had other children look at it and see what they can do or what we can do to make some improvements on this bike. <laughs> it was fascinating uh, to make a gift for someone to improve their bike. And yeah. they were very eager to offer suggestions and to actually make those uh, alterations. It was a fantastic bike and you loved it when I brought it home. But, yeah, <laughs> it was never the Disney bike, but yes. <laughs> not, 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 quite, not quite the Disney <laughs> But yeah, I, I do remember, um, I think it was spray painted. I think I spray painted it for a while. There was like a pink and silver spray paint thing going on. And then um, they added a bunch of accoutrements, but a new basket that they made and all kinds of little uh, little things on the bike, which made it um, actually more exciting than the, the Disney bike. But I think those were the first years that those bikes were coming out, yeah. right? So that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah part of it before then the bikes were not so decorated but to allow the bike to be a canvas 
as allowing the uh, allowing my children and my students to play with uh, the tea bag yes. as an art supply, uh, as an art canvas. Um, I think is is incredibly important in sending out independent young artists uh, in the future that they see the world as an art supply store and see everything as a possibility, as an art tool. Mm. Um, So that type of freedom, the freedom that that, uh, we talk about as Americans is really felt in art and it should be felt in art. Yeah. And when you have constantly working for someone else's lessons, you, you don't feel that freedom. And that really hooks you to become an artist. It, it did when I came to America, uh, that I felt that freedom in my work. Yeah, and it, yeah I think it's uh, how are we training them to actually leave our classroom and do this on their own and keep doing this for years to come. Um, and if we're just training them, training, <laughs> um, you know, to make art in the classroom, I think we're, we've we lost something because, you know, that's going to be the end of their art making. Um, so it's important. That's one of the, the, I think, most important questions is what we can do to uh, promote a continuation and not only to think of the art classes where transformations happen. Yeah. But um... well, thank you. This was a wonderful conversation, and um, I'm sure we will be continuing it at some point. But um, we are wrapping up our second episode of Curious About Art with George, which is um, part of the International Association of Play-Based Art Teaching. And um, this was very exciting for our second episode. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>